0: Welcome back to the History in the Moment podcast. I am your host, Cameron Lynn, And I am here with my friend, Suni out of Washington. Yo, what's up, world? What's up, world? And uh, we're going to talk about slavery and its impacts. So, first I want to start off with a story. I go to school in Statesboro, Georgia. And (laughs) because I go to school in the South, there's a lot of cotton fields. One time, I was driving in the middle of the summer. And I'm driving. And I look to my right. Which is a field full of cotton. Now you can see this all across Georgia and all across the south. This one stood out to me. Because in the middle of that field. There was a massive tree. That didn't grow leaves. Even in the middle of the summer. And to me. It just seems like that was i mean a lynching tree i mean obviously like honestly i feel like if you see a tree with long
1: branches even the fact that it's in the middle of a cotton field that tells you what it was and that's just you know history putting two and together and at the end of the day you know that they didn't leave just any land
0: uncovered you feel me yeah so like i when i looked into at one point like i was looking into all the lynchings and stuff that had happened and like I came across one, right? I don't know if there are any in um, in in you know in Tuskegee per se. Sure, guys. Like, I go to Tuskegee,
1: Alabama. The last year is Tuskegee University. Anyway,
0: yeah, continue. Yeah, like I um I found out there was one like in Statesboro, just in like around the school and shit back in like the early 1900s, and it's just super. It's super crazy to me. Like we we still don't even recognize like that. It's just. A method of domestic terrorism, as a whole. Now, we may within the black community, but we definitely don't do that as a whole. So, like, I mean, what are some of the things that you've seen in Tuskegee that like stand out to you as like the impacts of slavery and the long-lasting effects? All right. So, one of the things. So, I'm gonna just tell you guys like,
1: what is Tuskegee's like in the middle of nowhere? You feel me? Like, already like, the city of Auburn is probably 20 minutes away, but once you get into Tuskegee, it's really a, a low-income community with. Nothing you know, besides the club and things It's not really uh, Money making community And so off rip Like one of the first things I know Is a lot of abandoned buildings And these are buildings that look like They were built in like The 1800s So my first thought is that Like they're smaller houses So my first thought is that like, These are the slave houses Feel me because they're Right once you get into the city Of Tuskegee And then once you get like Towards the middle The center There's a bigger Abandoned building That looks just like a slave house And where it is Like just even on campus there are trees like you said that are bare don't have any leaves on them and they have the branches that we see seen in the pictures and so it just leads you to think that that tree was there for a long time and you know that in the middle that'd of the
0: that would be some super wild shit if, like, if we look back and I was like if we could just pinpoint it all. Like, yeah bro that was somebody who was lynched right there I mean, that shit would
1: be and crazy honestly, like, it's crazy to think about because again like that's in the middle of campus that's in front of the calf
0: on yeah. the ave like it covers the ave yeah. And then, like, so one of the crazy things I even forgot about before we started recording was, like, today, I want to say that today is the 100-year anniversary of um, the Tulsa Massacre. That was yesterday. Was it? Okay, so it was yesterday. But Joe, our president, is, is he's in he's in Oklahoma today visiting, the, like, the museum or whatever oh. of, like, of Tulsa. And, you know, in, like, a couple days ago—not a couple days ago, but, like, last week— that 107-year-old lady who was, like, seven when the massacre happened pro- uh, talked in front of Congress and just told her story of what she remembers from seven years old. Just remember all, like, she clearly had, PT like, signs of PTSD, and it's wild. Like, all of this shit stems from just a byproduct of slavery and, and, and white backlash. It's all, like, it's crazy that like, you really start looking at when you really start digging into just the cost of, of of slavery and hatred and shit like that facts and for one
1: I feel like like we know slavery's bad but like do you do you remember that Margaret I forget her name it was like Margaret Garner but like basically she killed her own kids cause she didn't want them to experience slavery you oh,
0: Oh, okay,
1: okay. Like, she was a slave, and this was, like, middle of winter. She was crossing the Ohio River, and you know she was a slave, so she didn't have a coat, she didn't have a good rats, with her two kids, and they caught her on top of the ice, and the first thing she would do is kill her kids, because she said she'd rather want them dead than to experience slavery. And honestly, like, some something in that extreme, that's,
0: I can't even fathom, like, that's, you really can't fathom. That. No, no, I mean, like, we can just, like, I feel like if we just look at we look at stuff that happened, like how people were treated, in like, um, like the Congo during the colonial, during colonialism during the scramble of Africa. You just see like their hands getting cut off for not meeting quotas, and then getting beat, and they just getting butchered and killed. Like those are the impacts of slavery, and I, I feel like it would be it if you look into some of the terrible shit that was going on. I mean, they had different forms of trades. For slavery like i was looking into it one time like they had they had something called the fancy trade yeah and the fancy trade is basically just like selling slaves strictly for prostitution and strictly for sex that's what the fancy trade was and that's just one aspect of how bad slavery was like this this goes out far like i remember one time i saw a video on twitter and there was just they were there was a chair and they were trying to rebuild the chair or whatever. It was like an ancestral chair that again passed on, passed on, and passed on. And they cut it open to refill it. And the inside was just human hair. Kink like kinky black hair. Cause they treated us like livestock. It was that old. It was a it was a chair from slave times. Like like just it, it's stuff like that. That if we really if we really just kind of pause and look into it, like, we have a, there's a lot there. Like, there's a lot in the human impact. I mean, that's not even, we can't even calculate the death toll. Like, you know
1: what? The death toll is ridiculous, dog. When you think about, like, for one, like, what they, just a the standard, like, if you're not working, you're not resisting, like, I mean, if you're resisting, that's automatic. I feel like they were just tripping, like, in no. a small case of, like, they were just tri- you over, like leads. Most
0: people got beat for being over for oversleeping.
1: Uh, that's what I'm o- saying. Like, if you're getting beat for oversleeping, like, what else you getting beat for? Every little thing, and like being treated like property, you know what I'm saying? You you do something as small as walk through the door when you're not supposed to, and that's that's so yeah. bad. Yeah, you know, that's ridiculous. And I find it crazy, like, how because I remember one day, bro, I was at the dog park, not the dog park, the lake, just watching some dogs playing, mm-hmm. and there was a black dog and a white dog, and they were playing around like just fine. And I found it so crazy. Like, if you were to see those two dogs like not interact, you'd be like, like they're tripping. Like, why isn't the white dog playing with the black dog? You feel me? Mm-hmm. But like, we you look at that in terms of humans, that's a big barrier. I, I find it crazy how
0: big of a barrier your skin color is. I mean, it was. I mean, we look back in the history. The reason that 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 race in of itself, the concept of race and. Difference was to and that difference was to justify all that fuck shit. But, like, if they if you can look at someone and it's like they're not human, then you can justify doing all this terrible shit to other people. I mean, we look at the if you look at the founding documents, like the first the first documents, we were three fifths because they didn't want because if they were if we were whole men, oh, yeah, then we'd have we we they'd have to in theory give us all the power but like so i think there i think of out of the founders there were only two they didn't have slaves and they sucked as presidents they were trash like george no george washington has <laughs> nah, slaves uh sure? <laughs> he, george washington definitely has i think it was it was john adams and then his uh his son his son was okay his son was solid but he's still over so let's see
1: so, I feel like the economic impact of slavery is ridiculous too. I Not mean, economic, but like how much
0: money slavery's made. Nah, slavery. Slavery is. If we look, if we looked at it, it was a bigger industry than railroads. Yeah. At the time, I think I want to say it was like without question the largest. It was I'm economic it. force in the um in the states. I mean, it's like it's that it was like the worst mix of. Of slavery, it was, uh, like the concept of slavery, and then feudalism, and then um, and then all to support capitalism, like support capitalism. all those people, all those people, like just think about it, like and then it, like it also it slavery decimated the economy for other like other Co- countries people not not just other countries I mean like. I say in the country Because for one If you're like
1: If you're making that much money Off of just slavery Then mm-hmm. Like you're making money Where other companies Not other companies Other countries can't compete You feel me and So mm-hmm. now you're Taxing on cotton
0: Yeah And everything else Because you're the, the, the Number one producer Yeah but it's like It was more like Like the way I saw it Is like I'm buying clothes And just say I'm a, I'm, I'm a London person Right I live in London I gotta buy cotton If I already bought All my clothes for the year that affects, that affects people coming all the way back down to slavery, to the slave in Alabama. Because like cotton was just our main industry, like they were co- like cotton kings, like they're called cotton kings, they were made, they were so rich in the south, and they had so much power, yeah. just I mean, like it was, they, they fought hard to keep slaves, bro, like it was, it was their industry. It was an industry. Either. I find it crazy
1: because the other thing too is like at one point in time like that was that was normal. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like if any if Abe Lincoln were to come back today he would honestly have a heart attack. He would probably
0: go crazy and say uh, what's going on. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was a vicious white supremacist. I mean I and mean, like it, he was second only to like Andrew Jackson when it came to how when it came to like treatment of um, Native Americans. Like he was he was bad He was I think he signed The second Indian Removal Act In like 1860 So he was just He was right. not great I mean he was Better But he was not great He was a He did it only To cripple the south If he could have kept slavery And kept the union Union together yeah, He would have just Left that shit alone if He he just needed What's it called He just needed
1: Soldiers All he all he needed Was peace And like, You know what I'm saying It's, it's crazy how it's a chess move Because now Like in history He seems like Slavery's own savior, you know, what I'm saying about freedom. But again, like that's not what he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only person, I mean, real the real talk. They, there aren't a lot of presidents that we can that we should look at and be like bad guy. No, be,
1: no, nobody. Yeah, that, that because again, like reality has always been keep them at the bottom.
0: Yeah, and they've always like even like probably the best president, which was probably FDR, left us out. Like. It was like we were left out the New Deal. I mean, probably because a lot of the at the time he was a Democrat and the other Democrats were like, "Hey, bro, don't don't let them niggas get shit," you know, because they were Southern Democrats. So you know how they were yeah. the Dixiecrats, like Strom Thurmond, and motherfuckers like that. But like we were, we were left out of a lot of stuff. And the only president that like even remotely, really, really, really did stuff for Black people was um, was Lyndon B. Johnson. But then he kind of like. Threw all that away when he sent most more black people to die in Vietnam, like all that goodwill he built up was just destroyed by Vietnam, which was also you know, I was basically Iraq before Iraq, so just okay, yeah, it was just uh, unnecessary war yeah, and yeah. we lost, <laughs> we lost. So, like, what? Did, what? Did, when you look at when you look at slavery, what is like to you? The most long-lasting impact of it?
1: Um, the mindset. mindset. Yeah, the mindset. Because, like, for one, you keep teaching people that, like, they're the bottom of the food chain, mm-hmm. all they can see, all they all they see is the bottom of the food chain. And you yeah. have people who, you know, aim for the top, which is cool. You have people who break that status. But, you know what I'm saying, it's not a game that, you know, one person can win. It has to be everybody has to get on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And we have some people who don't want to learn, who only see the perception of them as at the bottom, it just becomes hard. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of a mindset because it's not so much what you teeth, but it's what you learn. And if mm-hmm. you see it more often than what people are telling you, when you see the art all, all around you, they'll say that's how you grow up, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I was just saying, like, I mean, to me, it's, it's simply the economic impact, right? Yeah, but I, feel,
1: like, but I feel like we can catch up, like I said, because times are changing, so everybody's
0: getting on game. But I mean, again, with... it's. It's, nobody's in the top of it. it's, it's possible it. but like think about it like this right I think I, I saw something one day where it said that like the wealth gap between white people and black people right after slavery was like a dollar or the average black person was like a dollar for every hundred dollars they had oh wow yeah right <laughs> and that's I think it might be ten ten dollars for every hundred dollars they have now like that wealth gap is still massive. It's closed a little bit, but it's still massive. And a lot of that comes from just a bunch of racist policies. Yeah, for sure. Like, and all the good, all the good deeds. Like, okay, we take the, the New Deal, which created the middle class and brought everyone, and, you know, and brought up a lot of white people. For sure. Black people, then Manny B. Johnson comes in with his Great Society and basically applies a lot of the New Deal policies to black people. And then so many racist whites are just like, I would rather be fucked. <laughs> I'd rather be fucked over myself than allow you to then allow you to, to benefit as well. And like, I mean, that's why you see today there are more white people on welfare than there um, are black people. But there's still people who need that welfare, who still need that assistance, that they can't get because they're well like the quote unquote poverty line is not it's not... They're not there yet. They're barely above it. but so they're, they're still poor. They're just not a... The poverty line enough to get welfare. And I, I think that's just one of those long-lasting impacts that we saw. I mean, that's just the... That's just the impact of... Racist policies ranging... Since slavery, ranging from Jim Crow... I mean, to... You know... The war... Uh, the war on drugs. All that shit. It's still just that long... That everlasting impact that I don't think will... Uh, I don't think will ever... Well, I won't say I won't say ever, but we won't see those changes or that change until until we get someone like Bernie, bro. Like that's, <laughs> that's the only hope, bro. like
1: Bernie,
0: right? Like that's the only hope because like Joe definitely about to do that shit. Yeah. I mean, Joe wrote the, Joe wrote the papers, bro. <laughs> Joe. Joe, Joe, do where the bodies were buried. Like, Yikes!
1: I still feel like it's a mindset thing though, too, because also like as like slavery is only one piece of the puzzle. Feeling like black people face a lot of adversity, and when you're uh, a country that keeps you know preying on another colors, another groups, the downfall like you do face a like you do feel defeated, and you ask yourself like, is it really worth it? And then, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like in
0: that way. Yeah, but I do. I to combat that, like I do think. Yeah, I do think it might be some people who have the mindset of, "Oh man, it's hard to get back up." But like, they're legit—just some people who can't, right? Like, exactly, exactly. Like, it's like, it's like what Republicans do is always be like, "Oh, it's just—they always say it's the latter, right? You're not trying to get back up." Yeah. But in actuality, I bet you it's more people who just don't have the money. They're always like, "That's okay." So we look at something like that fifteen dollar minimum wage. That's not the best. I think the limit with like the the living wage is like twenty three dollars an hour, right? So that's where it should be. That's where I think the living wage back in when the minimum wage was put in place by FDR was like twenty five cent an hour. So it should be at twenty three, and it's not there. Like it's just not. And we're still like. I, we have to multiply by like three and a half to get to twenty three, what we have now. And yeah. one of the main issues is when we're fighting for fifteen, right? Most of those people, most of the people who need that fifteen dollars, it will allow them to quote unquote take those risks and then not be poor anymore. So they can do more, they can live more fulfilling lives. Yeah. Like if I'm working, if I'm working minimum, if I don't let's just say someone who doesn't have a college degree, right? If I don't have a college degree, and then I go. Working McDonald's, I'm probably working for minimum wage, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe i working from let's just say nine, like nine dollars an hour. I'm working for nine dollars an hour. I work eight hour days. That's 70, 72 dollars a day. Times five, that's three hundred sixty dollars a week. That I can't live off three hundred sixty dollars a week. Like I just can't. And I can't move into better areas. I can't get my kids into better schools. So I'm, so like I'm also trying to work more. So I had to work. I get, had to get another job, yeah. or another job. I might be working three or four jobs, yeah, just to make ends meet. Yeah. So when we're fighting, when people are talking about that fight for 15, and that's taking people, but that's taking years off people's lives. Like that's why it's so important nowadays. Because like those trades and stuff that were there when our grandparents were growing up, or even our parents were getting into the workforce, they're not there as much for us anymore. Everybody's getting replaced by robots. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> but like <laughs> but yeah. I mean it just depends on it really, real talk that's That's scary too though. It it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And that's what's fuck, that's what's fucked up about it. Like where we are now, if it bring in more robots, all the niggas getting fired, right? But if we lived in a good society, a just society, right? where we had, you know, the right right tax rates and the right systems and the right way that billionaires just couldn't go ham, all they would do is they bring in the robots, have us work less and raise our wages. But... You said raise the wages. They, bro, every... Oh, yeah, they... Nah, I don't see them raising the wages. They could... They could, though. And And that's the other thing about the $15 an hour. That's so easy to do. Like, it's... Like, they... There's so many companies that could do it. Like, okay, so they were fighting when they were doing that they were trying to get the vote in for fifteen dollars an hour in um Congress in the Senate. Bernie Sanders was trying to pass it during the first bill, right? Chris Kisses Hitler did the little thumbs down, uh, let them eat cake moment. That was her Marie Antoinette moment, right? Yeah. Let them eat cake. Do you know she was getting lobbied? Like a bunch of this american restaurant association super PAC was funding her campaign and like all these restaurants that are paying their workers shit wages are in that pack just funding her to block it that's the type of shit that we see that's like a that's a whole again that goes into a different conversation it doesn't and, it, and it's like it is still overarching like an impact to slavery because like the most people who are going to be affected by that Black people and Latino weaker Latina people who are working like these who are working for shit wages and who are working trying to get to a better livelihood and it sucks that we still live under that system. But a lot of like a lot of those justifications, like a lot of that, like the main impact of slavery is just race it's just basic racism which is crazy. against black people so when we move forward when you try and when we look at every to me when you look at everything that could be considered racist or could also could have a racist impact all of it stems from slavery because like well slavery and capitalism but slavery still it's all it's that long everlasting impact like, the way they're treated by police is an impact to slavery. Because you, if you look back at it, they went from the slave patrol to after slavery was out and all the slaves were free. First thing they did was put people in jail. Because the 13th Amendment had that clause, you know, where if you're not a slave, well, if you're in prison, you can be a slave. Yeah. Put and them right back
1: in prison. That's crazy how, like, slavery is not really abolished. It's just changed. Like, it it's, just looks yeah, different. Yeah, it's just a different
0: system. It's concealed. It's not open. but it's, I mean... Updated the worst part, the was crazy. Okay, so like that, right after slavery, that was mini mass incarceration. Yeah, that's just that was just a small one. Like this one that we saw under Nixon, because that's when it really started. It started under Nixon, went up, kind of paused under Jimmy Carter because Jimmy Carter was okay, you know, he was was okay, yeah, yeah, he wasn't great, he was okay. And then boom with Reagan, right? You get that boom, and then we get a double boom, it's like the bang bang from (laughs) like from Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton. People don't... We got to talk about Bill Clinton, too. That's another conversation, too. Because... Yeah. That man Bill is... Bro, that man Bill is just... Bad. He's just bad, man. So... Like, those... Like... The... If you look at... If you just look at the 13th... Like, this is just one path we can go down. Of the impact of slavery. Just the 13th Amendment. Yeah, for sure. So, we look at this one path. Then we go the prison industrial complex comes just spans from there and we look at all these people who were in jail and we look at every president we the first president to do anything about the the rise of the prison industrial complex was um well since it boomed right it boomed so like since Nixon that's when it really started booming was Obama and then low-key it was Trump he passed one bill but then behind the scenes, he was telling, he was making his DOJ block all the people who were trying to get out of jail. So it wasn't, yeah, he signed that bill, but he was making it hard for people to to benefit from that bill. Yeah, And then it's like, so all these, like, you see it in the, those, the firefighters in California, those prison fire firefighters, we see it in. People who have to work for like sweatshops in America, like these people are treated like slaves. Because they can be. And yep. like this is a conversation that sadly a lot of white people don't really understand. Yeah, like they just
1: don't know about this. Because the other thing I feel like is that to them, like it's crime. You feel me? Like it's you shouldn't have did that and you you don't say that you did. But okay. right? for like black people, I feel like it's a trap.
0: Yeah, like for them it's just crime, but like, they don't have the perspective of like they sit they think a lot, of it, a lot of it stems from the evangelical Christianism because that shit is wild. But the evangelical Christian side of things, they just, if you commit a crime, you're not innocent anymore. Once you're not innocent anymore, anything happens to you. Like, they don't care. Like, if to an evangelical, if a person, I don't know, stole a piece of candy and they got caught, that person can get beat like a slave, can get whipped just for stealing that piece of candy, and it's justified. Because they believe in a lot of that uh, pain and repentance type shit. It's it's wild when you're looking. Like evangelicalism is is crazy, and that's like that's not that's not even that's not just expanding that's not expanding to any other form of Christianity. Just evangelicalism is ridiculous to me, but but still like that prison industrial complex just goes all the way down, I and mean, it's so expensive. And what makes it what makes it.
1: Let me see. What makes it interesting is more so the fact that there are more people in prison than there were in slavery. And so like it lets you know that again that the train's still going, like those yeah. slavery numbers, like they were ridiculous back then, but now like it's even bigger, is worse.
0: Yeah. And there um I mean I mean even conditions in prisons are just Terrible too But they have no representation Because the point of prison Is like you know Intended to reform And get you back In, in theory it should be to reform But that's not what prison is In America It's At all It's Let me treat you like shit it, cause, you, <laughs> Cause you did this bad thing Yeah let me treat you like shit You can be treated like shit And like I can Like bro if We can just look at All the horror stories from prison From the, what the guards have done what, the, what some guards do And then to the conditions in prisons Which makes it Hard to live, hard it to live makes survive. it hard to live and hard to survive and then, and then all, basically every prison in America is overpopulated so we look at what happened with like during COVID a lot of those prisons were like they had mass outbreaks of COVID like lots and lots of people in, in prisons yeah. died because one they weren't getting the care that they needed yeah. so they just they just got fucked by the system and then left to die because in theory they're you know no one cares about them like they, it's like they forget that once you're in prison you're still a person you're still a person and they, yeah and they degrade you too literally degrade you yeah I mean like when I always think about what happened in prison I, I go my mind always goes to uh, I think his name is Khalif uh, Browder and a dude who was in prison was in solitary confinement for a crime he didn't commit for like Years, I would say. No, nah, it was like four years. It was somebody else who was doing yeah. pretty good 20 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all them shit, all like all them shits are crazy. But he's in prison for like four or five years and he gets out innocent and he ends up killing himself because he just couldn't deal with like he couldn't deal with the trauma of being in solitary confinement like that for years. Like they treat these people like they're not people, like they're animals. And I mean, that's why A lot of That's why I um, Like A lot of the radical stances On prisons and stuff I have to I pause a lot at, I Like during the police and stuff I pause And I'm like Okay let me think about this Like when the um, Abolish the police shit came out I was like oh, wait, Abolish <laughs> <laughs> But like Is it that ridiculous When you When you think about the idea That you can Abolish it Remove the police That because of I'm to
1: talking Because If there's no police there's nobody stopping the crimes. But the thing but but the
0: thing is, police don't stop crimes anyways. Like police don't stop crimes. They they're the police are directly a responsive a response team. They respond to crime. They don't see the crime before it happens and then stop it because that's against the law. They can't just pull you over and be like, Hey man, I think you're about to I think you're about to go stab someone, bro. Come home. Come on. Let's go. Let me arrest you. They can't do that. But like when we look at When you look at the the other, other, you know, what's the word, Uh, solutions to the problem, such as like, I don't know, hmm? maybe defund, reallocate the police, reallocate a lot of those. Like when we talk about the people who are pulling people over, right, they don't necessarily need guns. Like the people, the police who were pulling people over, those are different. Those police officers shouldn't be the same ones responding to someone who killed themselves that morning, right? Like, how do, what did that put your mindset at? Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, like the the same person, yeah, the same person who's making a wellness check check on someone probably shouldn't be the same person who's responding to a kid to a man with autism who's having a meltdown. Like those things shouldn't be the same, and that's why the fund police is definitely a. Uh, a solution is poorly branded because, you know, the white people just be like, oh, why do you want to take money away from the police? <laughs> like, why do you want to do that? They're going to, our, our communities aren't going to be protected. Well, sh- I mean, like, you're not, where you, your community isn't the one that's being targeted, isn't the one being affected by police brutality. For sure. So, like, it's a different conversation to be having with, with these people. Yeah, that's valid. That's very, I
1: definitely like that
0: so and that's kind of where i am with abolition of prisons because that's definitely that's another argument too angela davis wrote a book on that i haven't read it yet so i'm not going to comment on it but like when i look at about abolishing prisons my first thing is like my first my all my first thought is to go to the very end right or the very extreme it's like what do you do with the ted bundy's what do you do with exactly. the exactly like but that. but then it's also like the other end of it these innocent people are going to jail spending years of their years of their lives, like, you'll probably find way more of those people who are in jail, innocent, than you will find Ted Bundy's and Jeffrey Dahmer's. So, to me, there has to be a different solution, but I just haven't thought of one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, it's like, it's like, to me, okay, so, like, the death penalty, right? I'm, to me, I'm done with the death penalty. I never had to go back to the death penalty. And the death penalty, also another, you know, also another thing that really came into prominence after, after slavery. Because they just got rid of, they, they were just killing black people. Like, it was, like, the death penalty was back in, like, the 60s and, like, back in the early days, the 30s, 40s, and 50s, heavily disproportionate. Heavily disproportionate towards killing, um, killing black people. So so um when it came to when it came to the death penalty right I'm, my my whole perspective is because they're not because it's death and there's no going back if it kills one innocent person you kill too many innocent people yeah so so it's already it's just, yeah, it should be it should be gone like uh, to me death penalty has no purpose in a, in a just society like it just to me, it just doesn't make sense. If you truly believe... If if that's what you believe. If the innocent should not be killed unjustly, then the death penalty cannot exist, even if it kills one innocent person. If you can get everything exactly right, if you can perfect it and make sure that no innocent person dies, still, it's kind of fucked up that you just, you know, sure. killing some people. But it's different. Like, it, it... Right now, we still have the issue where innocent people are dying. Or people who probably shouldn't be dying are dying. Like someone who has a mental health issue and killed someone definitely shouldn't have died definitely shouldn't get the death on me so like these are these are different different topics and different you know different perspectives that I'm still exploring I'm still trying to learn about but like I don't know man like prisons are especially the way we have prisons now
1: yeah like like, like it's ridiculous like it's been corrupt from the start and so really the question is, you gotta like really just ask yourself, like, what does true reform look like? Because it's definitely like a, you know what I'm saying, I mean, a time but bro, it's like, how do you...
0: Bro, our society is meant to punish prisoners, right? Once they get out of jail, they can't get a good job. They can't get a... like, Let's say a yeah. juvenile, right? A juvenile delinquent. He has a record, right? 17 years old. He committed, he stole something from the store. He went to jail for it, right? Okay. I can't go to school more likely than not they're not gonna let me into school so I have to go get a job that's gonna pay me shit wages I can't survive I can't live properly it's the system is meant to produce recidivism which is return rates to jails. like and that's just and the way that it punishes prisoners is super fucked up it could still be one of those impacts of the like one of those long lasting effects of what they did to early prisoners where like you went to jail basically just to be a slave again exactly and then you come in, and then you get out you can't do anything you don't have a home to go to so they just put you in jail again for loitering like those recidivates like all that everything is connected it's just how do we connect like how do you how do you draw that line yeah how do you break those chains like how do you how do you Draw that line How do you fix those things And Mainly Sadly a lot of it is policy Right A lot of it is policy And A lot of it is Making sure that people are Making sure that You know Congress is And Congress and Senators Are doing their jobs But like Can't do your job When Mitch McConnell's in your way bro (laughs) Can't do your job When Ted Cruz is Being Ted Cruz Like when all these people Are just being corrupt And And just cruel. There's nothing that we can, we as the people, can really do. This has been part one of the Impacts of Slavery episode. The next one will be coming out next week. Thanks for listening.